Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And thanks for joining us once again, everyone. Another edition of the show here from our studios in Pembroke Pines in South Florida. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez, and big tournament down here in South Florida going on right now in the Palm Beach Kennel Club, just up the road, about oh, I guess about 45 miles from here. Not a not a yeah. bad drive. No. And uh, a lot of great events. The WSOP circuit here has been a huge success. Not only. Uh, back when it was once a year, now it's twice a year. So uh, the more the better, huh? Yeah, that's it. And remember, we've had the pleasure of playing in a couple of their tournaments over there. Absolutely. So. Unfortunately, I've been so busy that uh, I haven't bugged them to uh, to uh, host me up there for uh, you know some great information. They give me so much stuff, and I haven't even had a chance to visit during the event. I may get there this weekend, but uh, I do have a big trip out to Texas. Uh, if I get back, maybe I'm going to stop on the way back and uh, see what's going on. But the main event starts this weekend, and right here from the top of the show, we're going to talk with uh, Josh Alderson, who is uh, floor manager uh, on, at the uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club, uh, working with Noah Carbone, Tim Wright, and all the guys up there, a lot of great guys. Uh, Josh, thanks for taking a few minutes just to be with us. Thank you for having me, Dave. Yeah, certainly always look forward to talking with you. Uh, you guys are into Event 7 already out there out of 12, and uh, I'm kind of impressed with the uh, winners list so far, guys that uh, play in a lot of tournaments here in South Florida and all over the country. But uh, the couple of names that stick out to me right away are Stephen Bennett and Tim Seidensticker, both uh, Miami guys. That's right. We've been very excited with the turnout so far, both with the, the regular tournament circuit players and feel like we're getting a, kind of an early season because we're getting a lot of players that are regulars here that we don't see normally during this time of year that are coming down to play. Well, big thrill. Uh, as I talked with Noah earlier in the year and, and did a story in the uh, Antium magazine that came out uh, just about 10 days ago, uh, we talked about uh, you know the move this year from September as the opening event of the circuit season to November, which he was thrilled with. Uh, I'm sure everybody there is. First of all, uh, the weather, which got a little cool uh, in the last day or so, is uh, is a welcome relief for a lot of people coming down here to South Florida to put up with a summer of of uh, 90 degrees and uh, 90 percent humidity. Um, so that, first of all, is great, and also you don't have all that uh, going back to school days and and that sort of thing that uh, can disrupt lives and keep people from playing. Uh, we couldn't agree more. I, we're thrilled with changing to November because of all of the things that you mentioned, and uh, now I guess for getting into a season early, you know? No question. Uh, you get a lot of action on uh, some of the nightly events. I know that was a big part of uh, the scene back in February, uh, that people played those nightly events to not only satellite into some of the things, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, a lot of just great cash game action. What's going on there uh, this evening? We're, uh, well, we have another nightly that you can win a ticket into the main event. Uh, that's a 130 or 125. Uh, that starts at 7. And we've had pretty good turnout with those. Uh, we're increased in almost every area uh, year over year versus last fall. Of course, that was in a hotter part of the year. Right. But, uh, yeah, we've uh, continued to be excited and, and really impressed with the turnout. The crew, the WSOP crew is amazing. They are uh, 
you know, so much more than they're just automatic. Yeah. You know, you don't have to worry about what's going on up there. The players trust them, we trust them, and it's just a very comfortable, comfortable relationship. Is it a different feel for you guys? Uh, I mean, obviously, you're probably spending a lot of time down in the regular cash rooms and, and things like that. I know Will Herrera uh, working upstairs with some of those guys directly, but but uh, that's kind of an interesting thing that people don't think about. But you got a lot of pros coming in to help you guys out, and uh, it must be a real joy for you to work with them. It really is. It really is. And, you know, we get a, a lot of the, the characters that travel around the circuit that, you know, they kind of everybody knows is at every stop, you know. And we, it, that's exciting. Uh, they bring along their friends who play the cash games. And, you know, we, we just, we're fielding all kinds of different games that we don't normally field. And, you know, we're just having as much fun as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, racing going on tonight while that's, uh, while people are playing? Um, there is. No racing tonight. No racing tonight. No, there's uh, the card tomorrow, uh, Friday, and and Saturday. Well, the opening event uh, was a pretty nice turnout. The Monster Stack, Matthew Wright won that one. Then Carlos Loving, who uh, I'm familiar with because he's a uh, a former poker dealer from Tampa, he won event number two. Eddie Salaga winning event three. I mentioned Bennett and Side and Sticker. And then uh, yesterday, Michael LaRocca won the six max. Uh, so you're well into event number seven right now, I take it. That's right. That's right. And uh, I don't have any chip stack information, okay. unfortunately. I probably could get some of that uh, a little bit later in the show for people if they're interested. But uh, uh, tell us more about the main event because, uh, you know, it's always uh, a big attraction for big stars, really, not only the South Florida guys, but people come in from all over the country. Uh, you know, in the past, you've had Muckle Pahuja as a champion, Daryl Fish in the last couple of years. Uh, our good friend Chris Bolick finished second a few years back. So uh, it's really attractive to uh, poker fans here in South Florida to see some of their favorites. And we're really excited to have those guys come. We haven't heard any commitments. We have uh, chatter. You know, we right. we go on uh, poker forums on Twitter and things like that. But uh, we haven't really we don't really know who all is coming. But we are expecting a pretty good crowd. Uh, both of like I said, the local regulars and and some of the the bigger names who are uh, really taking down a lot of tournaments recently. Now, what uh, what is the schedule for the main? I guess it starts on Friday. Is it noon? That's right. Noon on Friday is is 10A, and then we have noon on Saturday is 10B. Okay. And they're sixteen hundred dollar events. Um, yeah, they're, they're reentry events. If if anybody has uh, the issue of Reentry, <laughs> they need it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but like you said, we're we're getting excited. We're expecting a big crowd again. We're we don't know how to quite estimate the prize pool, but I think we're going over last year. Yeah, I would I would think it would be an increase for sure. Um, day two will then be back on Sunday, and I guess uh, you probably have to go to Monday to finish things up, right? Probably, probably. We did finish last year on day two, but that was uh, last year. Never can know what to expect, for sure. I know the uh, for the old guys, uh, like uh, me and Joe, uh, the Seniors Tournament is also on Sunday. That's right. That's right. They're 250. Um, you must be 50 or older. And um, we have a really good crowd of older people in South Florida, as you might imagine. <laughs> and... We're excited to get some of those guys out and some of the faces we haven't seen in a while. They come out specifically for the senior event, and we're, we're looking forward to it. Well, you know how us old guys add a touch of class to any any event. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Got the experience and the know-how. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so uh, 
this will kind of uh, be a little later in the year compared with February. Uh, do you see any residual effect on that at all, your turnout um, in February? I think there's enough space in between them to where the, you know, the people who, have a, who struggle will be able to recover and uh, the people who win big will still have money left. So we're hoping that that's the case. Okay. And uh, just to finish up then, there's also a nice uh, little high limit area that you have up there. Uh, you have the three-card poker still going on? That's right. Three-card poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em. Uh, Their action, we've had the, almost all of our tables filled the whole time uh, the event's been running. I so. mean, I think you guys have done better with that than anybody uh, in Florida. We, we try. We have, uh, you know, we kind of keep our heads down and out of it, but uh, they're... They're doing a great job, and we're happy to have them that service for our customers. They, they're looking for it. Yeah, They absolutely. clearly want it. Any kind of bad beat going? I know that's always uh, 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 a good concern, but a concern nonetheless. Yeah, yeah the bad beats, uh, it's climbing. Let me, uh, we, we had it hit not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what, when the last time I was up there, it had, it had been hit. So uh, probably still under 100,000, I would think. No, we climbed over. We had 115,000. Okay, wow. Nice. Wow, so another attraction for uh, guys that get knocked out in a tournament during the day, a ring tournament, then they can come right back and uh, take a shot at the bad beat. That's right. We also have uh, high hands throughout the week, uh, 200, 200, 400 every 20 minutes Beautiful. of every hour from 10 to 10. Beautiful. It's just a great uh, 12 days. I'm sure you look forward to it uh, now twice every year. But, uh, you know, things... Things can get a little stale, I guess, uh, throughout the year, especially during a uh, hot summer. Uh, so when you get a major tournament that attracts a lot of new faces and big names, uh, you guys got to be thrilled. Uh, there's certainly a buzz, and we're, we're really enjoying it and trying to take as full advantage of it as we can. Okay. Well, good luck uh, through the rest of the weekend into Monday, and uh, have a great time. I'm sure that uh, uh, people will love it. Of course, you guys are right next to Palm Beach International Airport, the corner of... Uh, uh, Belvedere and Congress, very easy to find, very easy to get to, and uh, you will take care of the people when they get there. I know that for sure. Absolutely right. We okay. look forward to them. Have everybody that you know come on in. Okay, Josh. Thanks <laughs> for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Joe. Okay. okay, you got it, Dave. Catch got you it. later. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, uh, Josh Alderson, who uh, is a floor manager at night uh, at Palm Beach Kennel Club, Noah Carbone, of course, the director of poker there, Tim Wright, his assistant, and uh, Will Herrera, the tournament director, and then all the guys from the uh, the WSOP that come in, Bill Burr, and uh, I think his name is, and uh, and then a few of the other people. So uh, just a just a kind of a buzz there that's just it, excellent. <clears throat> Dave, it's been a, a class act since it started there. It just seems to have grown, and obviously they've done such a terrific job that uh, the WSOP people feel confident in giving them two events a year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that kicks off uh, kind of a nice little winter season here in South Florida. Uh, there'll be a big tournament over at the Seminole Hard Rock that uh, actually started today with their first event. Uh, we'll get into some of that probably a little bit more next week, but it's a uh, 360 buy-in with a $1 million uh, guarantee. That's the Rock and Roll Poker Open at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood. Uh, also, uh, the PPC Aruba Group uh, just finished their big tournament. We were looking at some of the results uh, before the show. And our good friend Steve Karp, who was a, a big part of this show for the early uh, days of the show, where he used to come in and uh, help us line up some guests and, and also uh, sit in when you couldn't make it. And he did a wonderful job at, at both of those things. Steve was the chip leader going into the final table. Also, Christian Harder made the final table. This is about a week ago down in Aruba. And uh, the winner was Stephen Deutsch, uh, who was the champion there. Uh, 
other players at the final table, John Ott, Joan Sandoval, Dorian Rios, and uh, a number of others. So pretty good tournament down there. 226 players, and they easily met their guarantee. Yes, they did. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd like to uh, congratulate one of the nicest people I've ever met. I met him up at Council Bluff. Bryce? Bri- uh, no, not Bryce. Oh, no, I'm, Bryce. No, no, Bryce was a young man who came up to me, but... Uh, Whit Brayton, uh, Whitney Whit Braytoning, and he won event number four in the PPC down there in Aruba. Uh, had the pleasure of meeting him and his wife, Julie, and let me tell you, so happy to see his picture up there with the championship. I know they did a three-way chop, but he was declared the champion since he had the, the chip lead at the time. And I just want to say congratulations to Whit because uh, I'm telling you, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life, and I had the pleasure of... Spending four days with him up in uh, Council Bluff, and then him and his wife uh, drove down to Kansas City the following week when I was there. And so, you know, I was with them for the better part of two weeks there, and and, and it was just so nice to see him win an event. They do draw a lot of the big names from South Florida, guys like uh, uh, Michael Pahuja was there, and... uh uh, who else was there? Let's see. Uh, Ryan Van Sanford from down here, and uh, Vincent Fiorenza, who won the uh, tournament last year. Yeah, from Daytona. From Daytona. Uh, Mark Kroon, who uh, I didn't see how Mark finished, but Mark was also in the tournament, and uh, uh, Ronnie Bart as well. I know Ronnie made it to day two, but did not uh, have a big run there. Yeah, and uh, did they have Joe Searock this year? Joe Searock was there also. Yeah, and, uh, made it to day two, but uh, got knocked out as well. Yeah, I'm telling you, they, 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 these guys, uh, Brian and Sandy, have done a hell of a job, and I just see bigger and better things for this uh, Aruba World Championship. Yeah. It's, it's going to become a destination point a, a very, in, in the very near future for poker players because not only is it great poker, great place down there in Aruba at the Hilton now used to be uh, the Radisson. Now it's a Hilton. Mark Charlie, who runs it, is just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, as we've said on the show many times, Brian and Sandy have done an incredible job with the PPC. And, uh, you know, all the people that are involved uh, from reporting it, uh, as Mark Hoke does for them and everything else, they've done a hell of a job with this. And look at the names you're mentioning right now. Sooner or later, it's just going to get bigger and bigger because no question, it's great poker. And it truly is a poker vacation uh, down there. So, Well, look at a guy like Michael Pahuja, who uh, is from New York, uh, actually kind of rejected a career on Wall Street to become a professional player, uh, was the WPT Player of the Year, moved to South Florida uh, several years ago. And uh, here's, here's a guy who goes down, plays in Aruba, gets back, comes, he probably will be defending his title this weekend up at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, and just has everything right around him here, the Rock and Roll Poker Open at the Hard Rock coming up that he'll play in, I'm sure. Uh, so, you know, this it's just really uh, a great place to live if you're playing poker. You know, of course, for years it was Los Angeles area and, uh, of course, uh, Las Vegas and maybe right. even the Gulf Coast up, uh, you know, Biloxi and that kind of places. Right, and then, you know, you had, depending on what style of game you played a few years ago, if you were a seven-card uh, seven stud specialist, you played more in the East Coast uh, because, you know, you were getting a lot of seven, you know, big seven-card stud games going on there. And as I as I say that to you, I'm shocked. That, not to say shocked, I'm su- pleasantly surprised that at Dania, where I'm working now, uh, three or four times a week, we have a 20-40 
Seven card stud, high low game, Dave. Yeah, and that's all I used to play. <laughs> Most of the private games were around the seven card stud, around the seven card stud, yeah, high I low. Remember, I remember those, days. and that was it. And uh, it's nice to see that that game is still alive uh, and being played down here. And um, you know, listen, it, 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 it's a great time being being a poker player and being here in South Florida. Well, these these guys don't take a rest either. I mean. Uh, November 30th through December 4th is their tournament up at the Foxwoods. Uh, you know, oh no, the championship tournament, uh, I guess, is there. The champion of champions that they're going to have. And then uh, Foxwoods is uh, the first week in December. So uh, they, they keep things going, and it's a lot of fun. So, uh, um, you know, we give them a lot of credit for sure. Uh, Ronnie Bard, I saw, finished 25th in that event, uh, the PPC Aruba. And uh, Chris Grove finished 22nd. I think that's the guy who writes for Online Poker Report, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, you know, he's a, he's a big name in, in the poker did, media. Did you, uh, listen, last week I was going crazy. I could not find it. Uh, how many entries they had this year? 266, I think it was. Oh, my God. So they crushed the... Yeah, they, they, they made the guarantee easy. Yep, yep, good for them. I'm telling you, a bunch of great guys and... Uh, like I said, rem- remember, what was it, just four years ago we were reporting that they only had 30-something in their main event, and now it's up to 264 with a half a million dollar guarantee. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They've done a great job. Let me tell you, they've got a great staff that goes down there. Uh, you know, when you have Mike Smith uh, as your tournament director for that week that you're down in Aruba, and he's only running probably the most successful poker room in the whole United States at Maryland Live, you know... Things are looking pretty bright for you. Yeah, no question. Uh, one other tournament we wanted to give you information about is uh, the WPT event, which is going on in Montreal. Uh, that is uh, the PartyPoker.net WPT Montreal event in Mon- in the uh, the, the big uh, casino up there. I don't have the name of it right in front of me, but uh, uh, they are down to the final nine. By the way. And uh, the chip leader is Emma Zajmovic. Uh, she has uh, 4.55 million chips. Second place is Mike Sexton. Good for him. 3.42 million. So he's right behind Benny Chen, who won the Millionaire Maker a few years ago. 3.1 million is in third. And uh, see if there's any other names that stand out. Uh, Jake Schwartz is the short stack at 740k. Alex Keating, who made a splash at the World Series this year, he was the guy with the bushy beard. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, you saw him much, but he was a very talkative guy. Um, you know, no, nothing like William Kasuf, but maybe a little bit irritating at times and trying to get under people's skin as well. A uh, very talkative guy and had this big bushy beard. Uh, someone asked him how long it took him to grow it. He said six months, and they couldn't believe it. <laughs> but they had a picture of him in today, and the beard is even longer now. So it's incredible. So, so he hasn't cut that baby in, uh, I guess, about a year. Trying to get, like, the ZZ Top guys? Yeah, yeah. but not that long, but, uh, but bushier. Uh-huh. I mean, their their beards are long, but they're a little bit on the scraggly side. I don't know if I would call it that. But <laughs> anyway, uh, they are playing now. They start with 17 today, and they are playing down to the final table, which they will play and finish up tomorrow. So... Uh, you know what that means. Mike Sexton uh, makes the final table. They'll have to get someone to step in for him and work with Vince on the on the show. Yeah, I'm sure he's crying, shedding a tear for these well, people. He, so. he has always said, and of course we've had him on the show here, he was very nice this summer when I talked to him. And uh, he always says he wants to be known as a player, not really a broadcaster. And, and, and let me tell you, 
that seems to be the 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 running theme with our guests that that wear uh, many hats. As far as Bernard Lee also said that, remember that he prefers to yes, be, he did. Re, you know, re, you know, remembered more so as a player than anything else. Even though he does such a fine job at at all the other yeah, jobs. Yeah, well, the broadcasting stuff is pretty easy. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the winning tournaments. It's a tough thing for sure. <laughs> no question about it. You, you you don't have to make a bluff or call a bluff, huh? Yeah, for sure. Well, that gets you up to date on some of the things that are happening right now. We'll look at some of the big news around the country. Certainly a lot of things going on. Uh, we've recovered now from the presidential election, I have to say, last week when we were sitting in here. I can't speak for Joe, but I can speak for some of the other guys who work on the show, and we were absolutely sick to our stomachs the day after the election <laughs> uh, last year, or so, or last week, I should say. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens, uh, you know. Uh, the one thing I can say in the week that's passed is that Trump has opened up a little bit with some of his thoughts, and, and maybe things not are not going to be quite as bad as I thought they were going to be. Uh, you know, people got to move on, though. That's all I can say. And well, uh, listen, you know, we ha- we had the vote, and these people that are that think they can s- uh, sway the electoral college to somehow, you know, put Hillary in there. You know, I think that's just a bad precedent, and you know, it really is. It people, just may- people it makes you as a sore loser. And listen. You Even know. though she won the popular, uh, we're not a political show. And listen, I, I, <laughs> he may have been he may have been the the bad choice of two bad choices, but regardless, he's now our president. Yeah, we have to kind of stand behind him. We got to hope that he does a good job. You know, um, do most of us feel he's qualified to be president? I don't think even the, some of the, half of the people yeah. that voted for him do. But we're hoping that as a successful businessman. You know, he's he's always surrounded himself with a lot of intelligent well, people, and we're hoping that that's going to be the case for the next four years. People want to change. Government. You know, that was change was the big uh, buzzword when Obama was elected to office. Uh, people were not thrilled with the uh, – well, I, I, I shouldn't say that because a lot of people were thrilled, but uh, – uh, there is a large group of people that are unhappy with the direction the country was taking, and they want something different. So uh, all I could say is be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You want for change. Sometimes the change isn't for better. Yeah. So let's see what happens. We'll see. Well, let's take a break on the show. Uh, plenty to talk about tonight uh, when we come back. But uh, first we'll tell you about Gulfstream Park. Of course, the winter season of racing is just getting closer and closer. I'm very excited about that. Uh, such a great day to go out there and uh, watch the races at the track with the beautiful palm trees. Tremendous weather down here in South Florida as things have uh, taken a little bit of a cool change, and we certainly are enjoying that. Uh, you know, got down in the mid-60s, and uh, people will laugh at that uh, up north. But for us, it's uh, it's just beautiful. You know, it's not that it's cold, but it's just a, a change, and you don't have all that humidity in the air. So we're certainly enjoying it down here, and uh, we're looking forward to another great winter. This is why we live here. Yeah, uh, those days for the where weather. It's, where it's still 78 during the day, but it gets down to 66 or 65 that, and, and at night. People just don't understand how wonderful that is for us because, yeah. you know. Well, they get that in California all the listen, time. Listen, you, you grew up here, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I know you were born up by I was born uh, in Michigan, Michigan but, but uh, you didn't suffer moved, through the cold no, winters. That's why we moved out of there, my parents. Yeah, well, out of there. and listen, you know, I moved from the New York, New Jersey area down here. But I'd be lying to you if I don't, you know, if I didn't say I miss some of the cool waking up where it's cool, maybe to the point where you got to wear a light jacket or a sweater or something, yeah. just just to get that old feeling. Uh, I, I no longer miss those ten degree days and wind chill factors oh, yeah. of near zero, but you know the constant high eighties and nineties all year long kind of 
kind of grinds on you after a little bit. And I'm sure people are telling me to shut the hell up. Yeah, exactly. Who listen to us up in the in the, in the northeast yeah. and up in all those cold areas. Absolutely. Enough of the bragging. That's so uh, let's get back. <laughs> let's get back to Gulfstream though. Besides the great weather. Uh, it's just a beautiful location in Hallandale Beach, which is right near the Dade-Broward line. So very easy to get to, first of all. Second, when you do get there, you go out by the track, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. There's a Instead of a backdrop of some of these stadiums I go to around the country for ESPN, uh, there's a backdrop of uh, condos uh, in Aventura <laughs> and in different places. So it's uh, it's still a nice view, and it's uh, it's great service and, and just top-notch racing and top-notch uh, atmosphere. It's certainly enjoyable. The poker room is located in the back of the first floor casino. You can check that out. Uh, Scott Poole is the manager there. Tell him we sent you over. Uh, it's 20 tables in the uh, poker room. They have nightly tournaments at 7 p.m., so you can check those out. And then occasionally they'll have some big events as well, and I'm sure they'll have some things tied in with the winter racing season because things really pick up there. And uh, especially on the weekends, it's just packed. So uh, certainly make your plans now to start getting out there. They have great restaurants, uh, not only in the track itself, uh, stuff like Christine Lee's and their Ten Palms uh, Buffet, but out in the uh, Village of Gulfstream, which is a lot of big-name places, including Frankie's and the Adina Barra Wine Bar and Grill. Uh, it's just a great place, and uh, we, we recommend that you make it a regular stop on your fun uh, visits in South Florida. And uh, certainly the weekend is the most exciting, but they're open during the week, too. Racing is uh, Wednesdays through Sundays, and uh, that will resume at the track on December 3rd. Right now they're finishing up a season over at Gulfstream West, which is uh, basically called a race course over in North Dade County. So that's uh, where we say make your plans to go and, and, and just have a great time out there. It's impossible not to. And... Uh, you know, if you like racing and you can do some betting, or if you want to play the slots, you can do that as well. But the poker room is something you need to check out if you're listening to the show. I'm sure that you uh, will enjoy sitting at these tables and playing some great games with some great people. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. 
Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Daddy! Today's episode, Bobcat in the Cave. Oh, nuts! There's a bobcat in this cave! Save us, Sassy! You will, but first you'd like to stress the importance of cat adoption? Over 5 million cats go into animal shelters every year and they need to be adopted? Help us, Sassy! Why bother? We'll just get into more trouble tomorrow? Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt great part about poker i've been playing for a very long time and i've had a lot of ups and downs and i have learned so much about not just the game but so much about myself through the game and i've i've been able to grow from that and i've been able to really really learn more about the game every single time i play and that's what i love about it it's always changing that's our good friend Michael Moed. Uh, have you been to his uh, smoothie shop down there? Well, I thought they had sold it because it was a cupcake and coffee place before. And um, supposedly they've uh, they reopened it under a different concept. Well, there obviously there's something different there. But I went to get those great cupcakes that they used to make. Uh, usually, by when I'm going to on the borders and stuff over there, I went over there and. Oh my God! It's no longer uh, no longer the cupcake place. So I just assumed he had sold it. So I, you're, I'm hearing okay, it for well the first your, time. That's your that's your homework assignment next week to you find get over out there and find out what happened. Yeah, you go. I will try to do that. And uh, we got to have Michael back on the show and uh, Angela as well. So uh, anyway, uh, speaking of the election, as we get back into the show here, uh, there was a site, Patty Power. Uh, that uh, actually paid out on the election like 10 days before the election. They paid out for Hillary Clinton supporters. Really? Betters. This is crazy. This is uh, basically it was a million-dollar gamble on Hillary Clinton. They they said because they are in the business of predicting uh, results, uh, you know, there was no way that Trump was going to win. And this is, uh, the, actually the company said, we've been trumped. And they said a late F- F- the late FBI investigation uh, dealt us a blow, and now Patty Power has some very expensive, expensive political egg on its face. Uh, it's actually going to cost them uh, about four, four to four point five million dollars, uh, or euros, depending on uh, how they pay that out. But uh, I, I don't understand the paying it out early, except that uh, they really didn't want to be, you know, they were. It was such a nasty campaign that they kind of wanted to kind of put it behind them, I think. Uh, listen, if, if my life's experience of dealing with bookmakers is is any any indication of how these people think, I can only think they did this for publicity purposes. Yeah. I, they could care less. Most I likely. can't believe they could care, you know, a rat behind whether uh, someone won or lost uh, – I think they just went about this because they wanted the publicity. If if it was a no lose situation for them in a sense, because Hillary wins, well we knew this and we paid them out. Trump wins, oh my God, look what look you know look at the idiotic thing we just did, and everybody's going to talk about us. So well, supposedly they did it back in 2012 with Obama. Uh, they paid out early, 
And, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't understand how the, the, the publicity can possibly make up for the loss of that kind of money. But, uh, you know, they'll go on, and I guess they'll create well, some awareness that they listen, do offer these types of bets. We've got, we've got our show here that we never would have talked about them if this hadn't occurred. No, that's true. You that's understand? True. We would have had no reason to talk about them if this didn't occur. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, throughout the, this country and throughout the world, people interested in this have decided to say that, and people listening to our shows and others around the world, well, now all of a sudden let's let's go to see, let's go see what Patty is all about. Well, this isn't poker. This isn't poker, obviously, but uh, Patty Power does have poker. Uh, they will go on and offer odds again. Already, they have Trump at four to one to be reelected in 2020. Uh, they also have him t- ten to one to be successfully impeached. <laughs> <laughs> and they're even offering a bet 100 to 1 for, in case Trump turns the White House gold. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, news over there on that. There was uh, another report from a British, of course, in Great Britain, they've been betting on sports for many years with no problems. Uh, well, you we, know, we talked mean, about Leicester City last year with the 5,000 right, exactly. to 1 uh, underdogs to win that uh, the, the Premier League. Supposedly, uh, there was a better that put a quarter of a million dollars on Trump in, uh, in I don't know which uh, site over there, but uh, probably a different one. Uh, and uh, so he ended up netting $620,000 on that bet. Yeah, well, there was a guy in our room. Uh, I don't want to mention him by name. <laughs> a lot of people would know who he is, but uh, kept telling, uh, kept insisting, and I have no reason not to believe him, that last summer uh, they were giving odds of like 15 to 1 that Trump would win the the presidency in July of 2015, and uh, he he says he he profited a pretty penny on that on that particular thing there. Really, and he's going to need to use all that money with the way he plays poker. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> lay those kind of odds, but uh, now, I certainly on. would have thought. Do you uh, thought, did that you that ever think win. when there were seven or eight point. Republican candidates running yeah. for president? Did it? I mean, I. I think 98% of people would lie to you and tell you that they thought that this man first could get the nomination and then and then go on to win the election. Yeah, unbelievable. unbelievable. It really is. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to mention. Uh, there's a note uh, that uh, Bay 101, which is located in, the, bay, in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area up there, um, is uh, set to relocate their casino. So it's a really? huge $100 million first phase where they're putting up a two-story, 68,000-square-foot property, which is uh, offering the same type of poker action that they've had, but also new entertainment and fine dining options. Uh, The project is part of what's called Bay 101 Technology Place, and it'll be less than a quarter of a mile from the San Jose International Airport. Uh, they have that great tournament every year with the uh, bounties. The uh, shooting stars, the shooting right? Shooting stars kind of competition, yeah, that we talk about every year. People love playing out there. Uh, they're also going to put an embassy suites uh, by Hilton in the hotel in the place, and there's going to be a 10-story business class hotel. Uh, really, a lot of great stuff. Uh, of course, Bay 101 is still open. Uh, that's located in San Jose, so. Uh, right now, so they will still operate How there until the new one opens up. Have you been in that area? I have not been. I Dave? have been to San Francisco once many years ago before I was really involved with poker. 
Uh, having not been to Bay 101. How far is San Jose from San Francisco? It's not far. It's uh, maybe 15 miles, something like that. Okay. In fact, uh, you have the choice of flying into, if you're going to the area, you can fly into San Francisco or you can fly into San Jose. And Usually San Jose is a little more convenient. It's a little bit south, let's say southeast of the San Francisco area. Okay. Anyway. Looking forward to uh, a new place there. So, obviously, they're doing well, and they will uh, move on. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention here was uh, a hand from the final table that uh, they wrote up in uh, Card Player Magazine, and I wanted to discuss that with you, just get your thoughts on it. Uh, it was basically when it was down to head-to-head, and this is something you don't always pick up, but uh, uh, it was a hand between Kui Win and Gordon Veo. Uh, As it turns out to be, they're the, the two finalists. Yeah, well, it, it was they, it was when they were playing head. Oh, when they were playing head. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're you're talking about uh, when kind of in control of head to head play. Veo did come back and get it to even, but uh, you know you know that you're going to make at least four point six million. Of course, you're you're looking to win the big prize, which I guess was eight this year. Yep. So. Um, you have 50 big blinds. You with the, uh, it seems like that's kind of small, but uh, no, that's all. That's your well, 2.4 million, uh, 1.2 and 2.4 million were the uh, were the blinds and a 400,000 ante. Yeah, if you got 50 big blinds, you got a lot of play and you left. I guess so. Uh, so uh, this is looking at it from the point of view of Gordon Veo. Uh, you are guaranteed 4.6 million even if you lose, but obviously they played for so long and they both wanted to win so badly. I want to talk about this one hand because it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know that Wynn is a very aggressive player. Yeah, and, he was uh, aggr- he was the aggressor the whole time. And he certainly is not afraid to make uh, big big bets and big bluffs as well. Uh, he raised to six point seven million on the button. Uh, Veo had uh, Queen Nine offsuit, Queen of Hearts, Nine of Diamonds, and he uh, he defended. Uh, the flop came down nine of clubs, four of clubs, deuce of diamonds, and checked. Uh, Win bets nine point seven million, and Veo makes the call. The turn is a ten of hearts, and he checks again. The opponent bets twenty seven point seven million. So remember that you you're entering the hand with about one hundred nineteen million. So you've already bet. Uh, about 16 million. Now you got to call or raise uh, a bet of nearly 28 million. Uh, he made the call, makes the pot now 90 million dollars, leaving himself uh, 73 million behind. And the river is a five of spades. So now here's the question: Do you what do you do now? Do you check again? Do you bet? Uh, do you make a blocker bet? Uh, if the opponent bets big, do you fold or do you? Uh, raise, you got the you got top pair for well it's not top pair anymore. No, you got, a 10. you got sec, you had top pair on the flop. Right. Top top pair would be tens, which would not you know beat you. Right. Um, I think it all depends on how Veo uh, was, you know, viewing win in that situation. Right. You but know, there, there is a possible Veo. The, the little bit that I got to see, the little bit that I got to see uh, of this since I was working that night. Uh, <clears throat> when Veo, you know, was accumulating chips from Wii, it it seemed like he was using his aggressiveness, obviously, against him. Right. And he was very content on checking, you know, really good hands that he had and good flops and everything else, 
hoping that uh, Wynn would 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 you know step all you know the uh, throw his throw his chips in that ch- into the pot bad, and he took advantage of that. Now, without knowing the results of this hand, because I have not watched it, I have not read this scenario. Um, if Vale's thought process is he's willing to bet with any two cards, okay, and he called 27, he knows when it's to, has been aggressive this whole time. He's already made, he's had to have made up his mind whether he was going to call or fold, okay? And if he was going to call, are you, are you pot committed at all with that? With, they, with 90 no, million No, you still got you still got seventy something million yeah, behind. Million. But at that point, seventy something million puts you probably about four to one behind uh, your chip, you know, your your opponent. So at this point, I don't know what the scenario was there, and obviously not having watched enough of that final table to to kind of get a gauge on 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 on, on wins, you know. I know we knew he was ultra, you know, aggressive. I think he's going to make this call. I think he's going. He's he he's going. If that board didn't come up with a king and ace, you know, well, what does he when do? he does, made does, the does, when he made he the call, call on ten, when he made it all depends. If he thinks his opponent has has you know has has you know uh, shot a blank, he waits for his opponent to make a bet and then. He comes over. Maybe his opponent had ace king. I don't know what what Win had. But well, well, Win could have had a queen. He could have had a ten. Uh, I think it's maybe uh, you know kind of aggressive to have called that, seeing that there is a, a possible straight out there. Uh, you know, jack ten nine is. But out remem- there. but you remember your or queen ten queen ten nine queen ten nine. Um, wait, wait, no, no. If the queen queen was out there on the board. No, because Queen Queen would oh, you're right. him. He had Queen, queen in his hand. He That's had right. a Queen you're in right. his hand. Yeah, you're right. So, okay. so the only overcard is the ten. The straight is a small one. If, if but you're, you know, obviously heads up, your opponent can have that. If I was in his position, I would have thought my nine was good. Yeah. And I'm going to let my opponent lead into me, and then at that point, I decide whether I just want to call. You know, depending on the size of his wager. You know, there comes a point where his wager. Will make a decision whether you decide you're going to go all in or not. Anyway, okay. So let's let me read. Like I said, if I was in in Veo's shoes, I'm calling any bet that he comes out with. I'm going to check uh, if I, you know, because there's no reason to believe that Win won't won't bet the river either. Right. He's bet the, you know, he raised before the flop. He bet the flop. He bet the turn aggressively. So there's no reason to believe especially with a card like a five coming out on the river, to believe your opponent is going to check you down at the very end. You know, he he, he may be sensing weakness in Vio by just calling these moves, and he figures if I can put enough pressure on him, he's going to release his hand to me anyway. Okay. And if Vio's thinking is he's going to try to force me to release my hand with a big bet, I'm going to get a lot of chips from him. So let me hear the results. Vio checked. And as you might expect, win went all in. Mm-hmm. And after two minutes in the tank, Veo decided to fold. He did. Yeah. Does it say what it Wynn does. had? Yes. What did he have? <laughs> he didn't show the hand there, but uh, the ESPN cameras had it. 
uh, when they showed later, and he had jack five of diamonds. So, I told you. So he got a See, five. On, so he, he paired a five he on the river, five. but Veo folded now, the best Now, hand. what I'd like to know what Veo was thinking of, because if you're going to call a you know, $27 million wager on the turn, okay, and you started the hand with about 100,000, uh, 100, whatever it was, 120, uh, 120 million, excuse me, 120 million. Now, you're talking about 20% of your stack was just on that one wager. Right. If nothing, if a scary card did not come out on that river, my 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 point of view on him was if he went all in, I would have snap called him. Well, I would have snap called him. Show me a 10, show me a bigger pocket pair. God bless you, you won the tournament. Yeah, yeah. well, if he would have won the hand, Veo would have had a, a two-and-a-half to one chip lead. Instead, uh, he but loses Veo had, to, Veo had to be thinking that yeah. there's a possibility this guy's going to push me all in on the river. Yeah. So you have to have a strategy of, okay, I can understand him not pushing him on on the turn, okay, because he... How did he not? Th- I mean, if you're making that call, you got to think that you're better than your opponent right. on the turn right. for 27 million. And he was. And he was, okay. And then a five, a nondescript five comes yeah. out. You know. Yeah. You I, th- there's no reason for me to think. I my strategy would have been everything that Veo did up until the point he folded. But I would have snap called him at that point. Of I course, snap called. It's him. easy to say that now with his tournament life on the line. Uh, but uh, to me, but, once but, he's in with that twenty with that twenty eight million dollar call already, uh, I would think that he's you know, not you pot got, committed. You, you, he's not pot committed. No. He's no. He's he's left him. You know, he's got enough chip. And I and I think that was what Win's strategy was. He's gonna. I'm gonna get him to risk a lot of out of his chips, but not enough to where he feels he's got to throw it in with any two cards. He's got to yeah. call me with any two cards. So. The strategy worked out well for both of them up until the river. Yeah. And then when the eventual champion played that hand out, because without knowing that hand, Dave, I, t- I played it out for you. I told you what yeah. I would have done if I, if I was in his shoe. Well, that hand changes the whole uh, The, the whole, whole complex. And, sure. well, and again, Veo doesn't know what it is, so his mentality well, isn't there. Yeah, exactly. But he's got to be beating himself up, because I'm thinking... Now. Why the hell? No, no, not now. <laughs> After the fold, you start, because as a player, you start thinking of analyzing, trying to analyze quickly the, right. the, that right. hand. And you've got to say to yourself, holy cow, I freaking invested 30-something some, million chips into this pot, and I laid it down. You have to start questioning, you know, why did I call him on the turn? Yeah. You know, was I trying to catch a third nine, a queen? Those are the only two cards that are going to help you, right, that right. are going to improve that hand. Right. You didn't have a straight draw. You didn't have a flush draw. You know, so my thinking was if I made that call, if, 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 if a card just like that five comes out and I check and he pushes all in, I'm going to snap call. At that point, you have to make that decision. Like you said, I'm getting $4.6 million regardless. Okay, well, I win this hand, I take control of the... Of the re- remember, we're looking at one hand here. They played 182 hands, so... Now, it, how it's far very, along... Well, it, I don't have but, that information. But wait a minute. I know stood. we're looking at 182, Dave, but <coughs> we're also looking at a man who's going to be left with 70-something million, which is a lot of chips. You still have a lot of play. But at that point, if I'm not mistaken, his opponent would have had a four to four, four and a half point chip lead on him, which is, I'm sure is what, I don't know yeah. if it mentions it in the article, 
But, you know, you've had all, well over 300 million chips in play. Well, I, I don't know if it's, it's re- relevant or not, but uh, with that many hands, you've seen so many flushes and straights and pair, pocket pairs and things like that that maybe uh, it's hard for you to think, well, how could he be betting when he has air? Because he's taken the approach. I don't know. I what mean, I understand why I he did understand. it. I'm saying from Bayo's point of view. And I am, I, listen, no, no, nobody in the poker world can, can can criticize much of Veo what Veo did. I still remember Sim seeing being at the bottom of the of the of the totem pole with 18 players left. So what that young man did to get to yeah. second place oh, no and question. to eventually have the chip lead to be fighting there was super impressive. You know, I don't I don't know if it's so much to blame Veo as 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 he made a mistake there, or should we be you know applauding Win for just you know, taking this the did a great job. The, the, no the, the psychological turn on his opponent. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, the one question that this article doesn't even mention that I thought of uh, was what happened. He didn't show his cards, and so he didn't find out until later when the show aired uh, again, when he had a chance right. to go back and watch it, what actually happened. But if Win flips the cards over and shows that he had only a pair of fives. What does that do to Veo? Does that put him on tilt immediately then, uh, make the tournament end a little quicker than it eventually did? It may have. It may have. And it also could have backfired on Win, where now you've taken the aggressiveness away from Veo by not showing him those cards. Right. Because you've, you've left him thinking. Okay. Okay? So now you're, right, now you're like, okay, I can, still t- I can, I can whittle away at him. I don't need to beat him, you know. Hey, I, I don't need to beat him in one pot. I could take five, six, seven million and keep crippling him and keep crippling him. Now you show the jack five. Yeah, you're gonna get, you're gonna piss off your opponent, but you know that your opponent now is going to be calling you light. Right. So it takes away a lot of the bluffing, in my opinion. You know, I love when opponents show me their cards, especially when they've bluffed, because obviously we know everybody can bluff, but you know. When they do it, that they're trying to, you know, sooner or later they're going to do this. And at one point, you're going to say, all right, buddy, let's see if you really have it. And, again, I think there was perfect strategy that he didn't show it because it left his opponent, you know, more conf- – you know, I don't – like I said, you anger your opponent more, anger it at himself, maybe even at you. You get him completely off his game. But what, what he did there was – he left them guessing, and uh, to me, that's worse as a poker player because now you can't put your, your opponent on anything. Right. You're, you, he's, he's criticizing himself. Why the hell did I make that $27 million call if I wasn't going to call on the river if a, if a yeah. non-scary right. card came out? Well, I did TiVo the final table, so I'm looking forward to going back and watching that hand. Uh, uh, I haven't seen it, but having no, knowing the outcome and, and me, kind of looking at the two guys and seeing what they're yeah. – what their demeanor was. Let me tell you something. You know, last year Joe McKeon played masterfully, especially oh, yeah, from absolutely. especially from the second day. You know, when he took control, and his was just a, a, a consistent smaller grind. Wind seemed to be, an ex- you know, a lot more aggressive on that final table, but they both achieved their goals of winning this. They went about it just a slightly different, you know. And um, listen. Uh, Congratulations once again to win because 
it was masterful playing yeah, at the final table. Absolutely. Uh, if there wasn't enough poker going around right now, we talked about the South Florida events. Uh, the Borgata is hosting their fall open, uh, and that kicked off with a 1,659-player uh, event. Uh, there was a split uh, chop by the top two players, Adam Goldberg, who uh, took the trophy, and Anna Antimony, who I, I've seen. This is a very pretty girl. Here's a picture of her. Oh, let me and, see. Uh, <laughs> she, so they basically chopped the the top pot for about 120, uh, about a little over 125,000 each. Very nice. Very nice. Anyway, uh, a lot of stuff to, still to look at here. We're going to take our final break in the show and uh, come things and wrap things up. We will take a look at the uh, WPT Montreal tournament and give you a final uh, update on that. And uh, we'll have the results, obviously, for you next week. But uh, a lot of stuff still to come. I'm hoping to get up to Palm Beach maybe Sunday night. I don't know. Maybe Monday. Who knows? I've been so busy lately that uh, and I may not And you still got to travel this weekend. Yeah, so. that's the thing is I would go. In fact, I, I would maybe go and play in the senior event on Sunday if I was here. But... Uh, since I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not getting back until late Sunday afternoon. Uh, maybe I'll make it up there Sunday night to catch some of the final table, but I'm not sure. It's a, it's a tough situation. Anyway, uh, certainly uh, we'll be getting down to the Hard Rock, a little closer to my house, and uh, checking that out as the main event kicks off uh, right after Thanksgiving there. But uh, a lot of fun trips uh, for me and uh, having a great time this, this football season. I'm glad you're happy there, man. And uh, getting those frequent flyer miles there yeah, uh, accumulating there, Big Dave. Uh, let's tell you about Gulfstream Park. Of course, as we mentioned, located in Hallandale Beach. Uh, the address, if you want to put it in your GPS, head on down there. Uh, of course, you can always just look for the big statue of Pegasus in the parking lot. 110-foot uh, bronze and uh, uh, I forget what else it's made of. Bronze uh, and uh, <laughs> some are kind of steel, I guess. Uh, but it's a beautiful... Uh, a uh, statue of the Pegasus playing among the dragons, and uh, certainly a good uh, landmark for you to uh, latch on to. But if you want to put it in your GPS, it's 901 South Federal Highway. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing some of that when I head out there. And uh, 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach, uh, right on Federal Highway, which is kind of the main drag of town over there. And uh, Hallandale Beach is one of the uh, first venues to get to the beach. Uh, a lot of great places down there. Interesting stuff in uh, Hallandale, Hollywood, all the beaches down there. Anyway, uh, check it out. It's very easy to get to is the point. And uh, certainly you'll have a great time once you get there. They have the Village of Gulfstream Park, which has uh, shops and uh, restaurants, uh, stuff for the kids, a lot of great stuff there. They have a bowling alley there. Of course, they're working on that big, huge karaoke bar that they're putting in. Just a great place to go and spend some time there. Beautiful location, as I mentioned earlier, and great horse racing, which uh, kicks off of the winter season on December 3rd. The poker is uh, one of the great places in South Florida to play cards. It's located in the backside of the Finish Line Casino. When you head into the breezeway out toward the track, it's on the right. Just head in there and go all the way to the back. It's 20 tables and uh, a great room and a lot of fun. Uh, we send you there basically anytime because it's open daily uh, till 4 a.m. And then on the weekends they go 24 hours. So you could always get a good game there and have a lot of fun. Great staff, good dealers. Uh, interesting and uh, fun floor people and uh, great management in Scott Poole and Michael May. Uh, I will be heading there probably uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday, and certainly once the racing starts, I'll be there probably about once a week. Anyway, uh, it's Gulfstream Park. 
if you need information about what they're spreading on the poker tables, when the tournaments are, how many chips you get, how much for the buy-in, uh, what the rebuys are, and all sorts of things like that, give them a call, 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Tell them Poker Action Line sent you over. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all about Nitro. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday, Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. Tony Schumacher. Tony, welcome back. Love being on the show because usually, man... And we did something absolutely amazing. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime at WFORadio.com. Final segment of the program, Big David Joe finishing things up here. Uh, we tape the show usually on Wednesdays and get it posted at night. Of course, you can always find it on iTunes. Uh, with a free with a free download there, if you search out Poker Action Line or Big Dave Lemon, you should be able to find it there. Also, uh, the, the Hold'em Radio Network with a regular uh, slot on the weekend nights and uh, usually a replay over the weekend. Uh, you can check it out there anytime. You can go to our website, Poker Action Line, if you want to look at any of the shows uh, that we've had. They're all posted there going back six years. Uh, we're, we're, so we're honing in on 350 shows, Joe. Wow, I can't believe that. I cannot believe. Of course, that. you've only been at 320 of them. But, well, uh, hey, but st- still, <laughs> I've, I've I've passed the 300 mark. I've passed the 300 mark. You've done know. a fine job. Uh, okay. No question about it. Uh, also, uh, uh, you can pick us up on the Poker Fuse podcast page, and uh, Stitcher Radio is a regular spot for us as well. So, all those places you can find the show, 
and we'll be working on more places to get the show out. Uh, event number seven going on at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. We mentioned uh, thanks to Josh Alderson for joining us in the first part of the show. They are down to the final four players, uh, Jonathan Hilton and uh, Dino Maroulis just got knocked out in sixth and fifth. So they are down to the uh, final four there. Only 60 entries in this tournament, kind of a small one, but uh, uh, that was a 365 buy-in that started today. And they still have uh, five more events, including the main event, which starts on Friday. Uh, the uh, World Poker Tour, uh, as we mentioned, they are down to eight players. Terry Schumacher just got eliminated in ninth place. He collects 40000 in Canadian dollars. Not sure what the exchange rate is at this exact moment. I guess it would be somewhere around 35000 U.S. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the Canadian dollar, I think, Gotten is almost stronger? even. Maybe oh, even uh, might be a little stronger than the U.S. dollar. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Who's the, Let's get the chip counts for you there. Uh, Emma Zajmovich, I guess is her name. Uh, four million chips, just over four million. Mike Sexton, 3.8 million. So still in second. Benny Chen is third, 3.32 million. And Jake Schwartz still alive. He's moved up a little bit. He is 815K. So uh, eight players left out of 648, and they'll be finishing up with a uh, final table tomorrow that will be televised. And we'll be checking that out, of course, next week. We'll give you all the results. So that's going to do it for the show. You got anything? Yes, I do, Big Dave. Okay. Before we before we sign off here, I, you know, you, you as you mentioned over the last few weeks, a month now that I've been working at Dania, and uh, you know, I've been I've been uh, given two days as a supervisor on the floor there, and uh, I'd be lying to you to, if I said I didn't enjoy that because. I've had the, the the pleasure of having a lot of of our old customers from Miami Highlight. I work with a lot of people that I worked with before, and I have been getting the you know I've been treated as if I was the manager. And I just want to say right now, Omar Newball, who is the new manager there, a gentleman who's been in the poker business almost as long as I have down here in South Florida, and I just want to let you know, you know, he's he's. He's taken on a very difficult task of trying to pick up the Dania Poker Room down here, which we know is at the bottom right now because they were closed for a year and changed. Ownership changed. Very over. tough. Very tough. But Omar has fought very hard for his people there. I'm, I'm, you know, very proud to be part of his team and and to be associated with him there. And uh, the other managers, Braxton and Michael. You know, Michael. I made right. him a supervisor. Now he's my supervisor on certain shifts. And I just, you know, on this show, I want to let you people know they are working very hard to try to pick up that poker room over there. Uh, hopefully on next week's show, I can uh, release some information on some very new, very nice and aggressive uh, promotions that they're going to be doing for the month of December. They haven't finalized everything yet, but uh, ownership has, has signed off on, I think, almost all of it. And I guess they're just getting all their promotional paperwork in order to make sure that they come out with everything the way they wanted to. And I hope I can mention some of this next week on our show. Well, of course, Gulfstream is a sponsor, and we we definitely want you to go there. But you certainly should check out the room, stop by, and say hello to Joe. Uh, I tell you what, uh, you know, there's different reasons to go to different places. It doesn't have to be the most popular, uh, you know, the the prettiest or or uh, you know. 
the ones with the best players because sometimes you can find some really nice games in some of the smaller places and uh, have some good opportunities to make money. You need to find your niche, whether it's uh, you know other mixed games or whatever they play. But uh, you know, I don't know anything about the players at Dania, but uh, I'm sure that uh, there's some it's opportunities a, it's to make a money. Mix. Let me tell you something. They do have uh, you know. Uh, a tw- these there are two private games of twenty forty seven card stud and and PLO uh, big games, but they're growing. And I just wanted to let you know Omar know that I that I'm very appreciative of of the task he's taken on to try to help all of us. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Joe, for being here tonight and and always with your contributions. And Geo, thank you again. Uh, He's not the guy behind the glass, but he's uh, he's with us in the room. But uh, always does a great job. And we, we couldn't do the, we couldn't do the show without him. Certainly <laughs> could. That's going to do it though for us tonight. Uh, Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez. We'll catch you again next week. And uh, I promise, as soon as football's over, we'll work on uh, getting a few more guests in here, and uh, we'll have some fun and have a great time. That's going to do it. We'll catch you next week on another edition of Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.